Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast. I'm so excited for you to jump into this episode with George Weissman, the creator of the AquaCure, a purveyor of science and inventor who explores Brown's gas. Brown's gas is a mixture of diatomic and monatomic hydrogen and oxygen, and more importantly, this component of electronically expanded water. You know, I'm going to go into this story, but this overlap of information discovering how much hydrogen we produce as a result of digesting food and separating the bond of a carbohydrate has a direct correlation with our longevity and our health span in the body. And I love when these sciences overlap. And it was one of these aha moments that I won't give away in the middle of the podcast, but you got to listen to the whole thing. Me and George go for an hour and a half. It's a fabulous episode. As always, he has offered the Beautifully Broken podcast an incredible discount on his technology, his Brown's gas generator, which is available at eagle-research.com. And you'll use code BEAUTIFULLYBROKEN in the checkout to have a 20% discount on these Brown's gas generators, which you'll hear what they do. And if you're like me, and you love the application of real-world science to the body and physics meets your drinking water meets longevity, you'll be exploring this. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Kimmel, and on this show, we explore the survivor's journey, practitioners making a difference, and the therapeutic treatments and transformational technology that allow the body to heal itself. Witness the inspiration we gain by navigating the human experience with grace, humility, and a healthy dose of mistakes. Because part of being human is being beautifully broken. Hi, friends. Before we get going and get into the episode, I just wanted to speak to two incredible sponsors that have helped support this season. If you're on social media, if you're catching our email, if you're looking at the new website, our sponsors had made all the quality and improvement in the engineering, the sound, the social media, the video assets as a result of their belief in this podcast and the platform. So my two big sponsors are AMD Ion Cleanse, which this company produces the best ionic foot bath on the market, and Silver Biotics, who includes the new technology called AG404, which is a patented silver, which they add to all their products, whether it's next level anti-aging face cream or the best toothpaste I've ever used or their immune support. Check out these products. Both links are included in the beautifullybroken.world store and they are just wonderful people. It's wonderful technology and they continue to make a difference in everybody they interact with. So just a big heartfelt thank you. Let's jump into the show. Big love. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Beautifully Broken Podcast. I am here with a guest I've been waiting to talk to for a while, Mr. George Weissman. George, welcome to the show. It's wonderful to be here. I'm excited to have this conversation. I've been doing my research on this, and it's been over a month and a half. Because you know, when you go down a rabbit hole on something you're excited about in the health and wellness container, it's just like, you go deep. And- what I said yesterday to a friend is like, you know, sometimes I get nervous about the interview. I'm not nervous. I was like, I feel like we're friends. 
I like you're super, you just seem like a really nice human being and a great guy from everything I've ever listened to that you've put out on YouTube or other podcasts. So thanks for showing up that way. What else can I do? <laughs> yeah. What else can I do? You be my authentic self, George, we're going to talk about so much stuff today. And I got to jump in with the beautifully broken podcast. We talk about these people that walk through these pain to power scenarios. And I was really, you moved me to tears with your pain to power scenario, why you're investing time in what we're going to talk about today is Brown's gas and electronically expanded water and hydrogen. And these things are all great. We're going to talk about it, but let's just go to a time that was really hard for you that brought you to this moment today in which you're working with a system called the AquaCure. Okay. We'll just start there because I agree. This is the podcast, Beautifully Broken. And this is what happened to me. I was broken. So what led me to being broken and then led me to be beautiful about it? In a nutshell, we can get into it more later. I was introduced to Brown's gas in about 1986. Mm-hmm. And I had understand electrolysis before that. And I, for various reasons, decided to do my own research into Brown's gas so I could have my own uh, welder in a shop and things. And then in 1996, one of my water torch customers who had bought a Brown's gas machine large enough to provide gas to an acetylene torch so you could replace the acetylene with the uh, Brown's gas, which is a hydrogen, oxygen, electrically expanded water mixture. In any case, for no known reason whatsoever, and I didn't believe him, he told me that he had cured his melanoma on his forehead by bubbling Brown's gas in water and then soaking the melanoma several times a day with the Brown's gas bubbled water. And I didn't believe him. In fact, I did put out a notice to my customers, which were several thousand at the time, uh, saying that here's a possible application of Brown's gas for health purposes. Now, we were using it for increasing uh, combustion efficiency in vehicles and as a torch replacement fuel at that time, primarily. Uh, There's about 30 different applications for it, but that's like radioactive neutralization and things like that. But in any case, one of the potential uses was for health, theoretically, and it took me until 2005, when my customers sent in enough testimonials that I decided to try it myself. So from 1996 to 2005, I didn't even really believe it myself. And then I did, and in 2007, I hadn't gotten sick since 2005 to 2007. So like I used to get three colds or flu per winter, I could count on it like clockwork and go through lots of tissues and medicine and all that. So in any case, Mm -hmm. I didn't get sick at all. So I thought, okay, I tried it on myself. Uh, it seems to be a good thing. So I modified a tabletop electrolyzer that I had developed called the ER50 so that people could bubble water without spending thousands of dollars on a, a large machine. And then I sold many thousands of those ER50s. And over the years, people started asking me, okay, we, we're bubbling the water, which we can use the bubbled water on the skin. We can use the gas on the skin and we can drink the bubbled water. But what, what about inhaling the gas? So I told people, I don't think it's a good idea to inhale a combustible gas. This gas goes bang really easily. Yeah. And so I misinformed all these people from, it would have been 2007 until March of 2016 when I started inhaling the gas myself. But in any case, to back up just a little bit, a customer sent me a uh, video of a Korean hydrogen bar using Brown's gas. I recognized the machines because this is my business and I know who else is in the business. And so I knew it was a Brown's gas machine they were using. 
And I realized that I had been wrong because I'd forgotten that if you mix the gas with enough air, it becomes non-combustible. As long as the hydrogen content of the mixture is under 4.7% in air, it's non-combustible. So you could inhale the gas and get the therapeutic benefits without any danger whatsoever, because the gas itself is 100% non-toxic. If it wasn't for this propensity of exploding, you could literally replace air with Brown's gas and be healthier. So the, the, uh, like it doesn't matter if it's a nitrogen-oxygen mixture or a hydrogen-oxygen mixture, it would be just as healthy for you or more healthy because 62% of your body is hydrogen. There's not actually so much nitrogen in your body, but mm. uh, a lot, most of it is uh, hydrogen. Uh, it's 24% oxygen, 12% carbon, and 2% everything else, including the nitrogen. So breathing your nitrogen-oxygen mixture isn't as healthful as breathing an oxygen, uh, hydrogen-oxygen mixture. But nitrogen-oxygen isn't combustible, but hydrogen-oxygen is combustible. So I told people not to, and I was wrong. I apologize. Uh, in any case, it turns out that at this particular time in, in December of 2015, I was a 24-7 caretaker to my late wife. At that point, we had been battling a disease, which it turns out was a severe form of lupus since somewhere about 2009-ish, because mm -hmm. uh, it gradually, gradually, gradually over the years was destroying her organs. It was an autoimmune disease that was destroying her organs. But we didn't know it was lupus, and my late wife had this. She was a wonderful woman as well, like a multimedia artist. She had been a principal of a Montessori school. She just had a long list of uh, things that she had done in her life, all exceptionally well. And I wouldn't be where I am today without her. Absolutely not. She taught me a lot. She did a lot, set things up. It was great. In any case, we were fighting this disease. And at the point in December of 2015, it had progressed to the where I had to carry her to and from the bathroom. She couldn't even roll over in bed without assistance. She'd gone blind. Her organs, uh, like her pancreas and her kidneys and such, were failing. And she'd lost her hair, most of it. And that was a beautiful feature that she loved. And so it was actually kind of a blessing that she was going blind because <laughs> she, she hated seeing her hair gone. It was heartbreaking. So in any case, I couldn't be away from her for more than 20 or 30 minutes at a time. So my grocery shopping and anything I was doing, like laundry and stuff, I was always going back and forth. I got very little sleep. I was in pretty poor shape. By the time March of 2016 rolled around, and just in the beginning of March, she told me, I have to go to the hospital. I can't breathe. And she had avoided the hospital all this time because she thought hospitals were places that you went to die. And so it was so in about 10 days after she had gone to the hospital, she died. And that was very difficult time for me. I couldn't even go into the apartment. It took me five tries to even get in back into the place where we lived because every time I went in and looked at her things, I just had to turn around and leave again. And when I managed and I'd walk for a few miles and then I'd come back and try again and I managed to stay, but I never slept in our bed again. I slept on the couch. I pretty much stayed on the couch for a week. Then I just was just staring off into space. I had nothing to do. I had been a 24-7 caretaker of this woman who was now gone. And so anyway, there were times it was so I was so much in grief that I would 
my chest would hurt so bad that I'd realize I hadn't taken a breath. My body's anatomic system of actually breathing was not even really working properly. I'd have to remember to breathe. So I eventually came up with the idea of uh, setting up one of my ER50s to uh, inhale from. And that video is, you can look at that video, and I, I encourage people to do that on my YouTube channel and look at my face now and look at my face then. You'll see that I actually look younger now than I did when I first started to inhale the gas. However, inhaling the gas saved my life. I'll get to that in just a little bit longer, but we're talking about being broken. And as bad as this grief was, this is not the point I'm going to be talking about that I was broken. <laughs> so I set up the machine. I started to inhale the gas. I videotaped myself the first time I was inhaling the gas because I felt if anything went wrong, there would at least be a record of my idiocy. Turned out it wasn't so idiotic. I started over the days and weeks to follow uh, to get some serious health benefits that I did not expect. I was totally inhaling the gas just to prove it was safe because I'd set up my machine so there'd be a 2% gas that I'd be inhaling. And so it's well into the 4.7% limit. And amazing things, if you go to eagle, like the bird, dash mark, research.life, L-I-F-E, and read about me, you'll read about the various things that were happening. I, I can't even remember them all. Once they're gone, it just kind of goes out of, out of your memory. But it's a great place to be when you're not thinking about Somebody said this to me last week. They said, I just wonder what it would be like and to get out of bed and not worry about my health. I'm just living life, you know, like, but when you get enough days in a row, you forget that you used to struggle with things. And pain. When people get to be my age, uh, I'm 65, you've got pains. I have no pains. I haven't had pains for years now because all the ailments that I was having that were causing pain have mitigated and been and gone. So I'm actually, I get up in the morning, I have no pain. And I really appreciate that because when, when you live with constant pain you're, you're, and then it's gone, that's something you don't forget. Uh, now, when I get a pain, like I smashed my finger, because see this, this finger here the other day in a door because I was stupid. The uh, I <laughs> that hurt, and I remembered that's what pain feels like. <laughs> yeah, but it, even that was gone within a couple hours. There's no more pain. This doesn't hurt at all. Yeah, and and for people that are aren't watching the video, George has got a nice a nice black and blue fingernail there. When I was, you know, the audience is like, Freddie, don't talk about your autoimmune, your chronic illness and cancer. But when I first started with, I woke up one morning in incredible pain, full body, every joint, hands, knees. And it was like, they were hot to the touch. Initially a doctor, they kept coming back with, you must, it must be like lupus or really couldn't find a biomarker, you know, to define what was going on. But the pain was so intense that I was just kind of masking with like some endomethacin and painkillers and Advil all day long, every day that I remember, I was like, wow, what an inhibitor to living your life or following a dream. The only thing you're really trying to do is get through the day and manage pain. And I think there's so many Americans out there, so many people in the world that live with this low level of chronic inflammation and chronic suffering that you forget about it. And so to get out of that, it's, it really is like, man, what a gift. I think there's like, it's just, you know, that's, again, that's why I'm so excited about some of these new discoveries about what hydrogen and 
electronically expanded water does in the body. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I was convinced because I tried it on myself that it'd be safe if I recommended it to other people. So I told all the thousands of people that had bought ER50s that they could do this modification and inhale the gas, which I happen to have my car. Uh, I'm just putting on my cannulas right now because I usually start a podcast like this without them oxygen cannulas on. <laughs> now I'm inhaling the Brown's gas. So in any case, I was doing it myself. So I could recommend it to people and I would know that they, they weren't going to have explosions in their lungs or any other negative side effects. In fact, there's been over 2000 studies now of various hydrogen mitigating ailments and studies of studies, and they are universally zero negative side effects. There are side effects, but it's usually something else being healed than what the ailment they're going after gets better, but other things get better as well. So yeah. it, was, it was very interesting. Okay. About three months after I started I told these people what they could do to modify their ER50s, and I continued to sell ER50s, but now with this modification on, so they've got the four protocols where you could inhale the gas, you could put the gas on the skin, you could drink the water, or you could put the water on the skin. A woman got back in touch with me and told me, without knowing that my late wife had lupus, because at this point I hadn't told anybody about that, she said that she had lupus symptoms, and in three weeks' time, they were gone. I had Brown's gas for health, been told by God for some odd reason in 1996. Didn't try it myself in 2005, but I had Brown's gas since 1986, but known about health purposes since 1996. And of all the things that I tried with my late wife, and I was $300,000 in debt, by the way, at that particular point in March of 2016, we were. We'd spent money on all kinds of things, anything we could find to try to help this woman get healthy. To the day she died, I was doing my best to help her get healthy. As she laid there in bed, she even begged me a couple of times to let her go because she could see how it was affecting me. And she was just that kind of person. But I couldn't and I didn't. And uh, so when this woman, told me that she had had lupus and it was gone in three weeks' time. I remembered the almost decade that I had fought, we had fought, and I had Brown's gas and never thought to give her Brown's gas. And that literally, literally laid me out on the floor. I could not even get up off the rug to get onto the couch. I just was absolutely floored in every sense of the word. The only way that I finally figured out how to get off the floor was to not let this happen to as many other people as possible, to make it my life's mission, to make sure that as many people as possible get Brown's gas so they don't go through what we went through. And I got up off the floor and I've been doing that every day since for the last few years, since that would be about June or August of 2016 getting up at as early as three o'clock in the morning, working as late as eight o'clock every day, seven days a week, I've been doing this because I have to. I can't let other people, if it's possible, go through what we did. So that was my real broken point. And hopefully it's turned into something beautiful. My wife would have loved that. Yeah, I know your wife's proud. I know she's beaming proud and there's evidence of her 
and the strength to which you present this honest information from your own subjective experience and the people that have reflected back to you what's happening for them at home. You know, I've heard, I've talked to numerous people that I deeply, deeply trust and respect in the wellness space. And they, I've, you know, it's like the third person said, you got to get George on, you got to talk to George. It's amazing. And I had heard of molecular hydrogen, you know, and I've, I've listened to Tyler LeBaron talk and I've looked at all the data from the Molecular Hydrogen Institute. And the only thing I could say is my subjective experience. Of, and now the only thing I've done is I've ever done the little magnesium tablets, which you pop in water and they dissolve, they release some molecular hydrogen, which is different. And my, my experience, it's not been that amazing. I noticed a little energetic lift, but a couple people have said, you got to look into Brown's gas. And so the universe is just keeps opening up doors. And so Natalie Nidham said, you got to talk to George. And so I just, I applaud you for your work and your perseverance. And I also think that like, there is nothing like this human experience. It's so pain. I always tell people it is, life is very painful. Anybody who tells you something different is selling you something, which is like a great quote from the Princess Bride. And it's just the way it is, right? But it's, what do you do with that? How do you like stand in the face of like this rock in the middle of a weird galaxy spinning around a ball of fire and you, you stand up every morning, you're like, I'm going to do good for other people. And that's what you're doing. And I just, I just applaud you. Thank you, George. I can't do any different. Just, yeah. The way it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just became my life. It just mm -hmm. became everything. And I honestly want to help, which is one of the reasons I have a lifetime warranty on the machines. Mm -hmm. So if anything happens, it's manufacturer error. I pay the shipping, the labor, the parts, everything to make sure people get a good working machine. And I have a one-year satisfaction guarantee on these machines. Mm -hmm. So you can try it for a year. If it doesn't work for you, that's fine. Return it. If you get it and you don't like the color of the paint, that's fine. Return it. I want people to not, because this is one of the things that happened to me. One of the reasons that we were $300,000 in debt, we were buying machines like microcurrent machines and stuff. Yeah. And microcurrents are good for certain ailments, but it wasn't what we needed for her ailment. You didn't have the heavy lifting. So we were treating the wrong things. We didn't know. So yeah. I ended up with a whole bunch of machines and technology and spent money on things that we didn't need. There was no guarantee. There was no returning any of this stuff. Yeah. So we, we just ended up in debt. I don't want people to have that happen with the AquaCure. So when you buy an AquaCure, have no problem that uh, you can return it and get your purchase price back. Because again, I want to help people. I don't want to put them in debt. I want them to have something that works for them. Or I want that machine to go to somebody else that'll work for them. I can only build a, a certain number a day. Yeah. And that's why this podcast is here. Yeah. The same thing, just hundreds of thousands of, you know, every single extra dollar, every dollar, $35,000 a year in Amazon supplements. All of it, it just was like unbelievable because you'll do anything at that point, right? You're like, it does nothing matters aside from me being able to function. That's exactly right. When you haven't got your health, you've got nothing. Nothing. Let's just answer, what is Brown's gas? Because I mentioned molecular hydrogen, which is not what we're talking about. There's similarities, but what is Brown's gas? Yes, uh, Brown's gas contains molecular hydrogen. 
and in levels that are therapeutic. So everything that molecular hydrogen can do, Brown's gas can do, but generally better because Mm -hmm. it also contains something called electrically expanded water. So I have a place on my website, uh, what is Brown's gas? Uh, People can Google it and they can get to the equals hyphenresearch.com website. They can look at the frequently asked questions and they can see what is Brown's gas. It'll give a much longer definition than I'm gonna say right now. But traditionally, electrolysis cells, electrolysis is where you're splitting the water into hydrogen and oxygen, have a membrane in the middle of them, what I call a Faraday cell. And hydrogen comes out one hose and oxygen comes out the other. Uh, The membrane prevents the gases from mixing inside the electrolyzer. So turns out if you don't have a membrane, then all the gases come out one hose, obviously the oxygen and hydrogen mix, but something else happens inside the machine as well that isn't traditional electrolysis. It's the formation of what I call electrically expanded water or EXW. Turns out that's a plasma form of water. So matter has four states. You've got a solid, a liquid, solid is ice, liquid is water, gas generally is water vapor or steam. And the final phase is called a plasma. It's an ionized gas. Well, when you add electrons to water, you get a negatively charged ionized form of water. So it's in a gaseous form with lots of extra electrons. And that's really important for several reasons, but we'll talk about it for health in this particular case. So we get this gas forming right out of the fluid itself, not on the cathode, the negative plate, which makes hydrogen, or the anode, which is the positive plate, which makes oxygen, but right in the middle of the fluid, because there's something called an electron bridge that forms across between the anode and cathode, and right and what it as the electrons travel, it's stuffing electrons into water molecules until the water molecules, they're still H2O. They have not split into hydrogen or oxygen, which is why they're not part of the Faraday equation, which is why you get this extra gas coming out that doesn't have anything to do with the amount of electron uh, Faraday's. So you get this gas forming out of the center, and these three gases, the oxygen, the hydrogen, and the electrically expanded water all come out of the same hose, and that's what we call Brown's gas. Beautiful. It's probably people are like, there is a theme here with this extra electrons in healing. (laughs) It's a very commonly touched on topic, whether it's using a pulsed magnetic field to excite electrons, or it's a, a new form of silver, which will steal electrons. It seems like really healing is a story of electron donorship or taketh away. Depending on who you're trying to rob it from. Yes. Yeah. So if you could take it away from cancer cells, for example, then you cause them to oxidize or burn and they die. But you don't want it taken away from your normal healthy tissues because, of course, then you get inflammation and a lot of things as well. So you, it's nice if your body has electrons that it can give to the things that it's supposed to and take them away from things that it's not supposed to. So there's various therapies. But then it comes down to, this is one of the bases of earthing where people can walk in the sand with their bare feet and they get electrons actually coming out of the, because the the ground is negatively charged. That's why uh, (laughs) lightning strokes actually go from the ground to the sky. A lot of people don't know that. The electrons come from the ground and go up into the sky. So the, uh, that's why you can feel just before an electron strike, all, all of a sudden there'll be an ionization around if people are paying attention. And then, but the strike actually goes from the ground up into the air. So yes, electrons 
All right, we'll back up just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Hydrogen is good and necessary as a building block, but a hydrogen molecule is absolutely neutral, like a brick. Just doesn't, doesn't do anything. It just kind of sits there. You have a pile of bricks. You can't make a brick house unless you have some energy to take those bricks over and some intelligence to know where to put the bricks to build a brick house. And that's what the body does. The body has intelligence that knows where to put the bricks. It just needs the bricks to do it. So you need to get the hydrogen into your body. Normally, we aren't getting enough hydrogen. Most of us in the world today are hydrogen deficient mm. because we normally get our hydrogen from our food. We can't just breathe it in because it isn't in the air. As soon as you release hydrogen, it's so light molecule, it just flies up to God. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's also one of the reasons I call it the God molecule. It's just, mm -hmm. just there's other reasons that we may get to or may not. We'll see. But in any case, we get it from our food, but the hydrogen is tightly locked onto the food. The molecular bond, the atomic bond is really tight, especially the hydrogen to carbon bonds. So we're eating hydrocarbon food, hydrogen carbon food, and we masticate it, we chew it and put in some enzymes. We put it in an acid bath in our stomach. We go into the small intestine with some bile and a bunch of uh, uh, microbiome. But it isn't until it just about is exiting our body in our colon that there's a special bacteria, it's supposed to be a special bacteria, which finally breaks off. We've done everything we can. We put in the enzymes and the catalysts and everything possible to help loosen this atomic bond. And these special bacteria break it off the hydrogens and the hydrogen goes into your bloodstream through your colon wall. The colon can breathe just like your lungs, believe yeah. it or not. So in any case, but if people decimate those microbiome, which is happening oh, with glyphosate and artificial sweeteners and antibiotics. When people are taking antibiotics, it kills the good bacteria as well as the bad bacteria. And antibiotics are a modern miracle. They've saved millions of lives. Miracle. No question. Yes. But it's hurt us in the long term because now we have chronic diseases that we didn't necessarily have or have as much because our immune systems have become compromised. And the reason that happens is because a body knows how to stay alive. Mm. An example is if you go out in the cold and you're starting to freeze to death, your body will start shutting off blood flow to your extremities to preserve core temperature. Okay. Similar thing happens when you're deficient in any particular nutrient, in this case, hydrogen. If you're deficient in hydrogen, the body starts shutting down non-immediately life-threatening systems. The first one it shuts down is like stem cells regeneration because it's not immediately life-threatening. If you still don't have enough hydrogen, it starts shutting down your immune systems. And we have several different kinds of immune systems. And if you're still the hydrogen deficient, then the organs start to fail and then you would die. So with myself, when I started to inhale the Brown's gas, one of the first organs that healed, actually in addition to the skin, I'll get to that in just a second, was my heart. I had a heart murmur most of the years of my life. So over 50 years, I had a heart murmur. I went in after a couple of years of, uh, of inhaling the gas and my new doctor, because I was I had moved to a new location, got a new doctor, was doing a full uh, physical. And I told him I had a, a heart murmur and he said, no, you don't. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty shocking and amazing and wonderful. But other things were happening as well, like uh, when I after I started to inhale. And by the way, this is all after I started to inhale. When I was just drinking the hydrogen-rich water, 
I just simply didn't get sick. So obviously my immune systems had been enhanced by the hydrogen rich water mm -hmm. and it was doing good for me, but nothing like what I'm talking about now because my neuropathies continued, my tinnitus continued to get worse. I still had the heart murmur. I still had scars on my body, all that. And in any case, the next thing I was noticing, and this happened within a few months, well, actually in a few weeks, what happened was my psoriasis. I had uh, thick peeling skin on my elbows, knees, and feet because I grew up on a cattle ranch. I just thought it was calluses. I just lived with it all my life. But this start, the skin started to peel off like a snake, a snake shedding its skin. Mm -hmm. It was very disconcerting to have your skin like peeling off in large pieces. <laughs> and, but underneath, it was not painful. And underneath, it was baby smooth skin, baby beautiful skin. So that just all that all that psoriasis just peeled off. And I noticed that my warts, I had hand warts. And again, I got them from a childhood friend. I'd had them most of my life. These warts went away and I had a planter's wart on my foot. Again, all gone. Now, what that means is that the second level thing, the immune systems were turning back on because warts are a virus. And so my body got rid of a virus that I that had been hanging in there for 50 years. And then finally, another example of healing and stem cells specifically was my scars disappeared. Like I had right here on my forehead, if I bend my, it's just possible to kind of see where the lines are. But anyway, I had a scar right here on my forehead. It was approximately half an inch in uh, square, about a centimeter. But it was a big, obvious scar that you could see on my forehead and it's completely gone along with most of the other scars on my body. In fact, I had a big scar on one of my knees. I won't say which one, because if people look at each knee, you can't tell where it was. It was three inches long and a half inch wide from a surgery I had when I was a child. Mm. So the uh, all of these scars disappeared, which means that what the body was doing before, because it couldn't regenerate like it should, it didn't have the stem cells, they were all shut down. It would just patch. Yeah, A scar is a patch just to make sure you don't bleed out. So it's a body's emergency mechanism. And once my body got enough hydrogen on a consistent basis, it went back and took away these patches and healed my skin. Yeah. So if you have a scar anywhere on your body, you're probably hydrogen deficient. This is just one easy and quick way to tell. But most, most of us are hydrogen deficient anyway. When we have these aches and pains, I had arthritis in my hands and I was losing functionality. It was painful to move and it was stiff. I now have full strength, absolutely zero pain in my hands. I had been losing the uh, feeling in the palm of my left hand so it was, it was going numb, and I was thinking I was going to lose the use of my hand, because if you lose the nerves, you <laughs> in any case, I have full feeling strength in uh, back there. I was losing feeling in the fronts of my shins, from my knee down to my feet, knees both knees down to my feet. You could poke pins in me. I didn't feel a thing. It was totally numb, neuropathies. I have full feeling back. So all of these things and much more were mitigated once I started inhaling the gas. And all that happened after I started inhaling, not when I was drinking the hydrogen-rich water, which is good and brings us to another point in that the hydrogen-rich water is good for healing some ailments and the inhaling is good for others. So that's why I think it's good to do both. So that the tablets are good for emergency or interim use or something like that, but uh, it's really good to be inhaling and drinking the hydrogen-rich water. I have a question. Yes. So 
as you're saying this, it was incredible to me. You know, I love when there's overlap because you're kind of touching on a, a couple of things that part of when I was really, they didn't know what was going on with my immune system. I was diagnosed with this thing called SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And here's the science. Now I went to the national center for SIBO up in Portland, traveled all the way to see this fancy doctor. And one of the tests they gave me was a hydrogen breath test. And they wanted to see the ratio of hydrogen to methane that was produced from me essentially burping, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes after I drank a glucose solution. And when what we found was that I was methane dominant and I wasn't producing a lot of hydrogen because of the bacterial colonies in my large intestine. Now, nobody said, let's try to get your hydrogen. Dominant. I'd be really curious. I'm like, if this center up in Portland, which thousands and thousands of people go to, it's very expensive from my experience, got very limited results. It was very frustrating. Even the person who ran the center was like very, did not look well. They looked like they were really on the struggle bus providing, you know, the theoretical solution for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. But I was so excited to just hear some interview in which you were, I was like, oh my God, I did a hydrogen breath test. I looked at the production of hydrogen in my body and it was very, very low. And it was my digestion was the absolute worst. So what you just said, there are benefits from the gas, there's benefits from the water. So if we were to separate those two, what would you say the water might primarily be assistive with? I don't know enough to list it. There are studies out there that do it, and, and you'll see people that are promoting hydrogen-rich water saying that it's better than inhalation. Mm -hmm. there, there are people out there are doing that, and they'll point you to the studies that show hydrogen-rich water is better than inhalation in those particular studies. So I can't point to them myself right now. Sure. But that is a way to find out the answer to that particular question. Now, it's possible you heard me refer to a Japanese study where, because Japanese are, are obsessed with long life and health. Appropriately. Mm -hmm. So I believe. I mean, <laughs> I love health span. <laughs> yes. I love that conversation. So they did a study a decade or so ago where they were uh, measuring the hydrogen coming out of people's breath, and they specifically measured it from short-lived families, okay, a whole family. They were measuring the hydrogen coming out of the breath of whole families that were short-lived and whole families that were long-lived. And they discovered universally that the families that were longer-lived had hydrogen, excess hydrogen coming out of their breath. And the short-lived ones had almost no hydrogen coming out of their breath or, or none. And I believe that metabolically, that meant that the long-lived families had a microbiome that supported making the hydrogen. So if you're getting methane, methane is a carbon with four hydrogens attached. Okay. And that means you have four of those atomic bonds that I was talking about earlier that weren't broken. And so the digestion didn't complete. Yes. That's, what, that's what it's showing. And if it had completed, if you fart hydrogen, actually, it's your farts are almost, they don't smell because hydrogen has no smell. Mm -hmm. So if you're farting and it's smelly, you have incomplete digestion. <laughs> right, right. Especially that, I mean, that's a very, very common, you know, the community in which is struggling with Lyme and chronic illness. It's just, you know, that's that you kind of know you're like, oh my, I've either got to. I've got to investigate a parasite cleanse, or I really need to do a new stool diagnostic to see because I've everything's slowed down. Now, of course, there's elements of the nervous system, 
which are going to say that wave that I send from my tongue all the way to my anus, we're going to slow that because you're scared. You're in a constant state of flight right now. So there's many, many determining factors into why that happens. But I'm almost starting to think of this as less like I started to think of it as like a treatment, but really we're talking about a food. It's exactly right. It's It's a food. Brown's gas is a food. That's right. That's exactly right. It's It's not medicine. Nutrition. (laughs) Yes. Let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. Let's say, yes, Hippocratic's had had it right. So the other thing that happened as far as this long life goes that, that fit right in with that same thing was rodent studies. There's been several mouse and rat studies using hydrogen where they're inhaling a 2% hydrogen mixture. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they make like a terrarium because they can't put little cannulas on their little noses. And so the the environment that they're in has hydrogen in it at a 2% mixture. So they're inhaling it. And they discovered it it gave a minimum healthful lifespan increase of 30%. Minimum. Mm -hmm. Most of them were a 50% healthful life increase. So if you can imagine that the average lifespan was somewhere like 75, if you get a 50% lifespan increase, that's pretty good, especially since we spend our first 20 years just figuring out how to wipe our butts. Yes. <laughs> oh, my part. God. I know. I know. That's <laughs> just a next... messy time all around <laughs> socially and from a cleansing standpoint. Sure. <laughs> and we spend our next 20 years figuring out what we're going to do with our lives, yeah. Okay, getting our training and and then so now we're 40 and now we have say 20 years of we actually do something and then we retire can you imagine if you if you put another 20 or even 40 years onto a person's lifespan how much more they could do how much more they could enjoy how much more they could see they, yeah. they would see generations of their children grandchildren great grandchildren being born and being able to play with them yeah the joy of life because it's healthful life. It's not like you're hooked up to a machine in a bed with uh, pretty much zero, like my late wife was. Her quality of life had gone down to nothing. I, I've been there. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And it isn't just the person that's in the bed that suffers because she indeed was suffering. It's the people that are supporting those people that are suffering as well. Yeah. So you get whole families when you don't have health. You get whole families that are are suffering. Yeah. We got to stop this. Well, I I say this all the time, like, you know, look at the the world is like we're in a unique place right now. What we need is stronger, more resilient, anti-fragile human beings because we're very, George, you're a great example. You know what I mean? We we didn't even get into all the other stuff. You're like you're an, an incredible inventor. You know, the things that you've discovered alone on that, like in the automotive and gas saving industry, which we didn't even touch on yet, are incredible. But you had this experience in which you got incredibly motivated, but you also had juice in the tank to be able to see that work through, which doesn't always happen. So I think this is a, you know, again, it's like a cellular food for people to better show up for themselves and the planet. It's very much needed. Which reminds me of the additional thing I was going to say as far as it saved my life. I didn't know this at the time, but doctors are now prescribing. There are some doctors in the world that are prescribing Brown's gas for people who are despondent and depressed. Mm. And there was no more despondent and depressed than I was when I was in grief from the loss of my late wife. My body was just even trying to shut down. I can see and I understand why so many spouses follow their deceased spouse into the grave sometimes within weeks, because I've been there, I've experienced it. But when I started to inhale the Brown's gas, 
it's almost impossible to be depressed. Mm. It's, a, it's an odd thing. Whatever causes depression in a person's body, the body itself comes alive. Well, it, it speaks to the natural state, you know, our natural state of human beings to eat and sleep and play and be jovial and laugh. And, and we do have a sense of creativity. But if you yes. start to bog it down with this, you know, we could do the whole list of environmental toxicity and just then the constructs of life. It's like, you know, what we're programmed to with that was supposed to bring us joy is not always in alignment with the way the body works. So it's just getting it back into that state. Very, very true. But an additional thing happened, which I keep forgetting. My libido came back big time. Amazing. Like I was 20. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And you hear that, you know, with, with people like, oh, I started eating desiccated organs and like my libido came back. I started, you know, I pulled out these things, right. That I maybe not were great for my health and the body remembers that it has a sex drive that you maybe shouldn't lose. (laughs) (laughs) So I finally came to the realization that I had a new life. My old life was gone with all the hopes and dreams and plans of my late wife. And so I had to build a new life and I've mm-hmm. built a new life. I started dating again. I am remarried. I love my wife. We're having a wonderful life. She doesn't like that. I work so much and I appreciate that she wants to spend time with me very much, but I do have this drive inside me to, mm-hmm. uh, to do this thing. So I have a new life and it's because of the Browns gas in so many ways personally, and helping other people as well. Mm -hmm. That's why it saved my life. I just wanted to kind of put that in. That's part of the beautifully broken part. Yeah. But you come out to the beautiful on the other side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the one of the, I know this is probably like the most boring question, but people are like, well, can Brown's gas help me with dot, 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 which I actually think is a, it's not a great question. You know, because what we always want to do as human beings, we like want to sub out our understanding of healing and we want to put it into like this weird, like pharmaceutical container. And I think Mm -hmm. this is a, correct me if I'm wrong, George, like, I think it's a different conversation. I think that when we're talking about like, it's pulling the body's innate healing systems back online, as opposed to treating disease, even though that happens, like you said, the body does this naturally, like there's an intuitive nature to using a brick and like building something with it, right? You need the architect and the design. We have this quantum computing system that does that. Yes, absolutely. And it's not a bad question. I I understand it's inappropriate in a lot of ways because I'm not an MD and I'm not legally allowed to say, and and there's so many things I don't understand about the body and health. I am amazed every day as I'm learning more and more of how astonishing the body is, how many things work together it's absolutely incredible, but it does it without my conscious knowing. And to answer that particular question, I can't legally answer. Yeah. But that's why I have the one year satisfaction guarantee because people can, whatever the dot, dot, dot is, yeah. try it out. Try it if out. If you're not satisfied, if it isn't working for you, get the machine back to me. I get your money back to you so I can turn that machine around to someone else that maybe it can help. Now, literally less than 1% of the machines come back to me. So (laughs) most of them, and most of those are from people who never even took it out of the box or took it out of the box, took a look at it, decided they couldn't do the maintenance or whatever the case may be, and didn't even use the machine. 
it's really, really rare, like a thousand to one, where people will actually send it back where they actually tried it and it didn't work for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Those are great numbers. <laughs> As far as like a customer guaranteeing a satisfaction, I love that you give the opportunity for people to try this for a full calendar year. That's absolutely incredible. And I think it's maybe you can speak to this a little bit. Let's talk about scope. You know, should I be, let's say I say, I want to do this. I want to try Brown's gas. I got pain. I lack focus. I've got inflammation. If I started breathing and nebulizing, which I'm going to do, I'm going to start my N equals one experiment. How long should I expect to like, feel something or see a shift or I know it, I know it depends. <laughs> I answered my own question. You did. And it was accurate, but let's just put a little more context on it. Mm -hmm. Every body is different. Every physical person is different. Every condition that they are in is different. Their environment, their lifestyle, everything is different. So there literally is no way that I could tell anyone how much of what is going to work for them. Mm -hmm. I have some guidelines that people can follow and kind of pay attention to as they figure it out for themselves. So we start with everybody is different. So to give an example, the first time I inhaled, I inhaled for 15 minutes. That's on video. I did not sleep that night. I was wide awake and alert all night. Absolutely no coffee buzz or anything like that just alert. So whatever it did inside my body caused me not to sleep. And I laid there in bed all night. I literally was thinking I was going to fall asleep anytime. There was no pain or anything. It was just, I was alert. I was just laying there thinking all night. Got up the next day, didn't really have any problems with fatigue or anything, but I decided I would start inhaling in the morning instead of the night <laughs> so that I could sleep in the night. And I did. I inhaled in the morning and, and didn't inhale in the evening. And I was perfectly fine. And then after a period of time, I could inhale, well, 24-7. Doesn't make any difference. My body is now, has the gas, uh, is used to it. And I still am alert. That's one of the reasons why I like to inhale while I'm at the computer, because I can work for hours at a time without drinking coffee or anything and stay alert. Mm -hmm. So it's it's one of those nice thing, nice side benefits of the gas. Okay, conversely. My current wife, whom I love very much, inhaled the gas for the first time for about 15 minutes, the first time in the evening, about 6.30, just like I had, and got the best night's sleep that she could remember. Mm. Exactly the opposite in the same household, so that there's no real way of knowing what's going to happen. But what I do is I tell people, if you have what I call a negative weirdness, because the gas is 100% non-toxic, there's nothing it can do to harm you. If you notice anything that's negative, it's probably the body doing something to try to heal itself. And since it's nutrition, I like to use the example of fasting. If people have fasted a water fast for a month, for example, and then they eat a seven course meal, they're going to feel sick. Death. <laughs> and you could die, literally. <laughs> literally. So what you do is you have a little soup in order to break a fast like that. Yeah. If you've been hydrogen deficient, hydrogen is nutrition. If you've been hydrogen deficient for extended period of time, which most of us have, like I was hydrogen deficient since I was a child because I had those scars. So obviously I wasn't getting enough hydrogen even back then to heal my body properly. Okay. So coming back to today. So some people can just jump in and inhale and have absolutely no problem. 
no negative thing. They may notice positive things like increased energy, alertness, strength, like mm-hmm. uh, my muscles hardened. I, I just remember that was another thing that I happened. I'm stronger now than I was when I was 40 years old. Right. And I wasn't exercising. So the, that, and that's one thing that's been noted uh, in scientific studies is the hydrogen acts like a mnemonic, uh, an exercise mnemonic. Is that the right word? Where it, you get the same results as if you're exercising just from inhaling the gas. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and athletes, people that are exercising, they notice an increase in their athletic abilities. Can you imagine if we, we, we didn't say this to the audience, but we both have brutes in Buffalo. Could you imagine if we got the Buffalo Bills on this thing? I like want everybody them on to. the team. <laughs> yes. What the fuck? They won't almost win the playoffs. They'll crush it. Yeah. Annoying. And, and that's the thing too. Annoying. When, I want the Bills to win a Super Bowl so bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it can. Okay. If they did this starting now, they may or may not win the Super Bowl this year, but they would definitely win the Super Bowl next year. If they yeah. started right now, every one of them inhaling the Browns gas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe somebody. Will oh, come on, somebody. Somebody's got to have an in. Manager's ear somewhere. Trainer. I know that you got to get into the right person's ear and then it goes and they won't get sick. Like they won't be missing uh, training. If they get sprains or anything, it heals a lot faster. Like I, I was pounding fence posts. I, I made a, when you pound steel fence posts, they have a special pounder for it, but I didn't have one. So I just kind of took a pipe and was doing it. And I sprained my shoulder, my left shoulder hard enough that I knew based on previous experience of all in my life, it would take at least three weeks to heal. In three days, I had full strength and no pain in that shoulder. Three days, it healed that fast. People that have been getting burns on their skins and sprains and, and just the healing is so much quicker. So if the Bills did get a hurt, even while they're playing during the season, they would, they'd heal so much quicker. Oh, I want it so Stronger, bad. Faster, quicker. Yeah, there's, so there's bad. no downside whatsoever. Yeah, it's water vapor. <laughs> and they always have a year to return them. <laughs> and they have a year to return them. We could give, I, they could buy a, one for every Bills person out there and return it after a year if they didn't like it. There you go. Oh, man. I'm going to put that out there. I'm going to put that out there, George. We're going to make that happen. Any team. Yeah. No, 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 no. Only bills. Drug testing? <laughs> there's, there's no drug testing for this. It's water. <laughs> yeah. Do you think from your understanding of the science and the knowledge to date, like some studies from Japan or maybe even some crossover from Molecular Hydrogen Institute, are there things that would change in a like a CBC, like a blood profile or lipids or biomarkers that you would expect to see shift or not sure? That's a good question. That's a really good question. I've had my blood looked at many different ways and every different way shows that it's really healthy blood. Yeah. And when they look at it with a dark field microscope, for example, Mm -hmm. they see extra flashes in there, like lots of blood. I don't know if you've seen dark field, uh, live dark field. Oh, yeah analysis have you seen the little pinpricks of light george that's like literally i've i had mine pulled like two years ago and someone was like this is very rare you have like the god particle i had like flashes of light in my blood that's right i had that that's one of the things you'll find but when i and this gets into another big advantage of the browns i think it's extra electrons right is that possible it could be something's happening and it's definitely energetic 
they, yeah. to make the photons to, and light like that. Okay. I have so, a video of that. I'm going to send it to you. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. So I was going from, I don't have a video. I only have pictures, so it doesn't show it as well. But I went from uh, Buffalo to uh, Albuquerque because I was speaking in Albuquerque a few years ago. And I wanted, this is the first time I had my blood uh, looked at with the dark field because I knew it was going to happen there. I immediately went, essentially, I put my stuff in the room and went from the airport right to this and had my blood analyzed. I didn't realize that one of the things that they look for is radiation damage. Mm. And I told the woman just in conversation, I'd just gotten off an airplane, uh, four hour airplane at 30,000 feet. And she said, I don't see that. Obviously, she had to take my word for it. But I could see that she really didn't believe that I had just gotten off an aircraft because there would be radiation damage on my blood. There would be a marker where red blood cells would be a little jagged and things like that because of the radiation mm -hmm. that you experience at that height. And I had none. My body mitigated all that radiation. And we have so much radiation around us these days. And there's a lot of people that are very sensitive to it as well that uh, this is another big advantage of the Browns gas, as well, not only mitigating it or preventing damage in the first place, but healing damage, like when people get radiation treatments for various uh, ailments, mm. how fast you heal from that. My father healed much quicker from, uh, they did a radiation thing on his ear when he had a, a cancer removed from his ear. Mm -hmm. and, and it burns, you get those radiation burns and they heal so much like three times faster with the Browns gas. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. I, you know, and that's, again, that's another thing that's very much needed. It's like when we do have to do some of these, when we do have to lean into Western medicine, which is amazing, especially in emergency medicine, to help the body recover more quickly. It's like the body's taking this heavy hit. And again, I'll go back to this idea of we've got all these abundant electrons as a result of the body being flooded with this molecular hydrogen and electronically expanded water. It's very based. I hope nobody hears this and like, oh my God, what are these guys talking about? It really is. It couldn't be more scientific. Absolutely. It's verifiable. No issue. Like I say, if you go to, for example, Tyler Barron's molecularhydrogeninstitute.com, just spell it all out, website, you'll see uh, he put hundreds of scientific studies on there, but you go into the studies and it'll take you onto the various websites that hold the studies. And then do the searches on those websites. You'll see hundreds more. Whatever he's got there, it's only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And he's got like for ailments and organs and all that kind of stuff with the hydrogen. Hydrogen for health. Like I remember seeing, and I wish I'd collected it and, and put it somewhere. 200 years ago, some people tried hydrogen for health and were noticing a health benefit. But then it got tabled and forgotten for 200 years and now it's finally coming back out and it's absolutely astonishing. Yeah, it is. George, first, I want to invite you back because I feel like one thing I want to do, one thing I'm really interested to do is I mentioned this to you before is like, I've done, you know, for the cancer I had, I did as much chemo as I was allowed. Then we started into the surgeries and whatnot. And I, I actually, I'm just like brought these up only because I was at a, I was at a retreat this weekend with Dr. Jess Petros and it is called the root cause retreat. And I was there to speak. I, I spoke on electromagnetics and frequency therapy, which has been something that's been, I'm pretty sure it's why I'm so, I mean, I'm definitively sure why I am so functional today. That's been a great therapy for me. 
I continue to explore and investigate and help develop those technologies. Light therapy has been incredible on my scar tissue, but I'm actually going to share. I'm going to, I just want to share a picture of the scar. So I'm going to do a great experiment here on my own body with your device. Here was this one surgery we did number one. And then we did this about two to three times and then like went in and like cut inside and scraped out adhesions. And this was on the right today. We just injected this with some homeopathics, some type of a lymph homeopathic and zeal and tromeal, some procaine, but it was wild. My body, we injected the scar, which is a very old scar. This was 2007, 2011, and 2015 that was last worked on. So my hands on each side of my body got like hot. I mean, like hot, like I felt, and I felt so high and what Dr. Jess was offering and Dr. Hadar was like, well, you know, you have these and I'll stop sharing this at this point. So you guys might have to go watch this video because I put the scar up there. I'll actually share it on Instagram. We'll stop that. They said, you know, the center line meridian for you is so important for cross communication of organs and organ systems. Not only that, but energy distribution in your body, even though it's an external scar, which I've done lots of work on. Like I said before, I was in the emergency room all the time with abdominal adhesions, post-surgical scar tissue, right? Which is the body, like you said before, the body is patching. It's not really healing it. It's patching. So I'm super excited to like, I'm going full out. So we'll make, maybe we can make a little, um, if I'd say, George, this happens to you tomorrow, how are you using this device? You know, maybe we can come up with something and we'll do a round two with a touchback. Oh, please. Absolutely. We definitely want to do that. And for a scar like that, it's so exciting to do scientifically. You do half the scar, not the whole thing. (laughs) I could do. Well, I do have the before pictures though. Yeah, and you do. Okay, so what would happen is uh, I would soak something, a pad, and just keep re-soaking it and just and just have it taped onto your scar area, mm-hmm. onto your shirt there, and just keep it re-soaking it with the brown scast water. And or then you, you uh, there's been some people just take a piece of plastic and use, uh, I'm going to call it surgical tape, so it doesn't really stick to you hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't peel your skin off when you go to pull it back off like some tape would. And then just put the gas right in to the uh, to that area, the actual gas gas. I thought about that almost like a belly donut. You could make like a plastic sealed like little because people do that for ozone therapy. They make bagging for limbs for people to treat non-healing diabetic wounds yes. with ozone gas, which is very somebody said on the social channel. I was like, what are your questions? They're like, well, I already have an ozone machine. So I do I need a brown's gas? And I said, well, from physics, you know, it's O3 versus H2, and and then you have the electronic expanded component. They're very different. Very exactly the opposite, in fact. Yeah. So open therapies are great oxidizers, and it's appropriate for every therapy. There's appropriate places and inappropriate places. Yeah. And you can use both, but not at the same time. Like if you're doing something where you want to get rid of pathogens, for example, or chelation, or doing the ozone, or what I call oxygen therapies in certain ways intensive oxygen, then what I would do after that, give it a chance to do what it does, mitigate it, and then come in with the hydrogen to clean things up. Because when you go in with the oxygen, you're going to get oxidation. You're going to have electron deficiency. Rusting. You're going to have things that have rusting. Rusting, yes. right? 
I see all these people doing all these oxidative therapies and I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I paused because I was like, you're rusting a little bit yeah. unless you have the processes to manage that reaction. Exactly. So then you come back in with the uh, hydrogen afterwards or the mm -hmm. Brown's gas better because the Brown's gas provides not only the hydrogen that mitigates the oxygen because they combine together and make water. So that's why you don't want to use the two together. Mm -hmm. And then but the Brown's gas also has the electrons, which then go through and gives electrons to all the things that have become electron deficient rusted that's when rusting you're, you're taking away electrons okay so they it gives it to it and stops something called oxidative cascade okay because ordinarily when something gets an electron taken away from it it starts looking for an electron from somewhere else and grabs it from there now that yes. place is electron deficient and it looks and grabs it from somebody else so it, you get this oxidative cascade happening especially in the blood so with the electrons being fed in there you're inhaling it it actually puts the electrons right onto the red blood cells and the red blood cells carry those electrons all through the body and gives electrons or energy to where it's needed, which is another important point. When people are ill, they usually have depleted their energy systems, their energy reserves, and their energy generation systems have usually been compromised. Mm. So by putting the hydrogen in, which is a good thing. There's lots of different ways you can get hydrogen into your body, mm -hmm. but also the uh, electrons. That's why the Brown's gas is, is showing to be about 30% more therapeutically effective than pure hydrogen. There's a German study that was pointing that out. So you get the hydrogen but to mitigate the oxygen, but also then the electrons to mitigate the oxidative burns and things. It, it allows the whole thing to heal faster, gets rid of inflammation. Inflammation when you have a wound is really important to start the healing process, but then you need to dampen down the inflammation and our bodies haven't been doing that so much, which is why it leads to a lot of arthritis and joints uh, degrading and things like that. That You got to get rid of that inflammation in order to heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, when you say that, one thing that the people often ask me about the small, you know, with Lyme and mold. Oftentimes people will be like systemically, they'll recover their back to work. I hear a lot of, I'm at 90%, I'm in 95%. One thing that still continues to bother me are the small joints in my hands. You know, we get these orbital peripheral joints in the body where we can often have, it could even be, you know, I've, I've followed the research of different people saying it could be the memory, you know, the immune system seeing a similar tissue. It could be like the polysaccharides, the sugar proteins from like a spirochete that's left in the middle of the joint, which the immune system is still attacking. But have you ever like just done like a, had people do like a surgical glove and then like stick the cannula in the glove so the hand can get like the gas? Exactly. And they also make uh, long gloves and long sleeves, uh, foot sleeves, like if you have a cast on your arm or your foot, mm -hmm. you can buy these uh, plastic sleeves that go over so you can bathe without dissolving the plaster of the cast. Mm -hmm. So there's people that do that too. They put on an arm glove or a, or a leg glove and put the gas right in there as well. So there's lots of different ways that you can put the gas right against the skin. One of the things that we send with the machines is a cup, a little silicone cup that you have the gas hose coming to, and you can cup anything like three inches in diameter so people that have age spots or a burn or anything, a little scar, anything they want to heal, that's just a spot. Mm -hmm. We've got this spot applicator that it can do. Yeah. We also have uh, goggles that have a tube on it so you can put the gas right up and have the gas circulating around the eyes, which helps get rid of 
inflammation and helps the eyes in various ways. There's lots of different ways to apply the gas to your body. Oh, that reminds me as well. One of the big advantages of the external protocols over the internal protocols is that when you inhale the gas or you drink the water, your body decides where the hydrogen goes and the energy. And it may not be to the arthritis you want in your hand, but if you apply the gas externally with a glove, like what you're talking about, for example, then you are deciding where the hydrogen goes. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, it'll go right into the skin, right into the blood vessels, and it'll go elsewhere in your body as well anyway. But you're concentrating it right there where you want the uh, ailment mitigated. Yeah. As an avid uh, wellness aficionado and a, and a biohacker, how I would intuit that maybe like order of operations are stacking. How would you stack this if you were going to use a a pulse magnetic field in, in some, because which... From my understanding, the electromagnetic wave is exciting the electrons that are already in the system. Would you do them on top of each other, or do you do the hydrogen first or bronze gas first? Concurrently. Concurrently. It's almost the only thing that I wouldn't do concurrently, in other words, at the same time, as when you're getting massage or acupuncture or uh, these uh, TENS machines or any of those kind of things, pretty much the only thing I wouldn't do concurrently is oxygen therapies because they cancel each other. Got it. But uh, virtually everything else, uh, jumping on a mini trampoline, uh, working out on a treadmill, there's even people, okay, you gotta watch the one where it's uh, exercise with oxygen therapy. Mm -hmm. It's okay to do it with the EWAT, but you wanna make sure the hydrogen doesn't go into the gas bag. You wanna make sure the hydrogen is being directly inhaled along with the extra oxygen. Yep. And with that, you're just, putting in extra oxygen to increase the uh, metabolic performance. You aren't necessarily doing it as a therapy. You're not using ozone or something like that. So then I would do that together. So I do it concurrently instead of one after the other, one after the other. Yes. And when, what percentage, we didn't mention this, what percentage does your machine infuse the, the output of the gas? You you mentioned you wanted to be under 4% for a level of safety. Right. And this is a very important point. Thank you for that question. It's a little bit sideways to uh, intuit. (laughs) But in order to make sure that you have a 2% inhalation, you adjust the output of the machine. So think of it this way. You're inhaling a certain volume of gas. And you want 2% of that mixture that you're inhaling to be hydrogen. So you adjust depending on the size of your lungs or the size of the body, the amount of gas that you're inhaling, the normal atmosphere, you adjust the machine to have an output that then allows 2% of that inhaled mixture to be hydrogen. And our machine is one of the only ones in the world that can do that for anyone from a 300 pound man down to an infant. You can adjust the machine easily and quickly. Our original machines, you couldn't or you could, but it had to be done mechanically and it was very inconvenient. So we updated the machines from the EAH160 to the AC50 design. So it's AC50 instead of the ER50 I originally making. So AquaCure 50, and it just has an electronic button. So you have a chart and you look at your weight because your healthy weight and my healthy weight would be about 180. So if I look at my chart, that would be about 36 to 38% of the machine's capability that I would adjust, and then I'm inhaling a 2% mixture. Mm -hmm. So all the math is 
I put the math in the operation manual so people can figure it out themselves. But then I also put a chart so you can just look at something like your healthy weight and look over and see that you're good to go. And there's a big fudge factor there you don't even have to worry about because we're looking, we're targeting a 2% mixture. And even if you doubled it, it would still only be a 4% mixture. So there's a great big fudge factor. But then that's that brings me to another point where people keep asking, well, if a little is good, is a lot better? Yeah. And I say, <laughs> unfortunately, no. If you did inhale a 4% mixture, you get no more gain than inhaling the 2% mixture. Now, your blood gets saturated quite a bit faster, like in five minutes instead of 15 minutes. But once your blood is saturated, a 1% mixture is all it takes to keep your blood saturated. And anything that you're inhaling that is extra gets exhaled on the next breath. Just like you exhale any excess carbon monoxide, like your body needs carbon monoxide in, yes. in there to process it. But any excess carbon monoxide gets exhaled. Same with the hydrogen. That's why the people who had good gut microbiome that were getting excess hydrogen in their colon and it was going into the bloodstream, they were exhaling the excess hydrogen and their blood was fully saturated with hydrogen. Okay. So if you're supplementing with hydrogen and you're inhaling more than your body needs, then it just exhales it. So you'll never get too much because you just exhale the excess. Got it. And that's why more doesn't do you any better, but longer seems to do better. There are some things where people say, okay, you should pulse it, inhale three times a day. And in some cases, that may work better for a person than inhaling one long time. But the amount of time that you inhale, like especially if you have serious ailments like uh, cancer or Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or any of these, longer is definitely better, longer in a day, whether you put it in three or four different times or you just inhale all night when you're sleeping. Keeping your blood saturated allows the hydrogen to kind of sink into the tissues, if you will. Mm -hmm. it, it allows the body the time it needs. Now, you may have to start slow if you're one of these people that gets a negative weirdness and then build your way up. But if you are getting a negative weirdness, just cut back by halves until it's acceptable. Like if you get a headache, yeah, then that to me means the body is trying to heal something in your head, which if there's something wrong in your head, I would think you would want to have it healed. Yes. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> okay. But I'm crazy that way. Yeah. So you don't stop. You just cut back until maybe you get a little throb or something you can stand and then just hold at that and then gradually increase and gradually all that'll go away as your body heals itself. See, this is the way I feel it's best to stop sickness, not by mitigating symptoms like modern allopathic medicine tends to do because drugs are very profitable. You can keep the people sick and just mitigate the symptoms. I think that uh, mitigating the symptoms by healing the body is much better, but then I'm crazy that way. Just, uh, <laughs> I was yeah. recently on a, a show called uh, Tinfoil Hat, and I found it to be extremely apropos. Uh, for example, when I'm doing the fuel savers, one of the reasons I can go so much further on a gallon of gas, let's say double the mileage of your, of your vehicle, is because I believe in burning the fuel in the engine instead of in the exhaust system. So again, I'm crazy that way. I'm thinking you don't get much out of the fuel if you're burning it in the exhaust system. <laughs> Yeah, we have to do an episode on that because it's absolutely incredible. Just so, and we'll tease it, but basically <laughs> George also has a very, very effective fuel saver 
And what were you telling me? It was like some crazy like F-150 truck that you had at like 200 miles a gallon. Yeah, actually, that was a, a GMC truck that was getting over 200 miles to gallon. But the very first pickup truck I had was a 1966 Ford. And uh, it was totally by accident because I didn't know anything back then when I was a teenager and I was just doing things on the farm because I had to and just learning as I went. But it turned out that I hit upon a drivetrain and engine and fuel saver combo that allowed me to get up to 45 miles to the gallon in a 1966 pickup truck. And it still got 27 miles to the gallon, even at 90 miles an hour, which unfortunately, as a teenager, I often went over 90 miles an hour because I know this because the uh, the truck only the speedometer only went to 110 if you added that little extra before it hit the stop. And I twisted the speedometer cable off three times, broke it before I just started driving with a tachometer instead of a speedometer. <laughs> yeah, that's really fast for a truck. It is really fast. It doesn't for a truck. feel great. It feels like you're on a comet. <laughs> I had, if anyone knows the uh, song Hot Rod Lincoln, mm-hmm. and Lincoln is a Ford, so it's kind of apropos. I had that experience. I went five miles in two and a half minutes with that pickup truck one time, timed by another person, not myself. And uh, that person never drove with me again. I can tell you that the lyrics of the song were absolutely accurate. The telephone poles looked like a picket fence. The lines on the road just looked like dots. I had held my foot on the throttle. It was a slight downhill grade, straight straight downhill grade for about three miles. I just hooked my foot was right on the floor for about three miles. Wow. And that truck had the power and the drivetrain to do it. I'm glad that experiment ended with you still here, <laughs> able to bring Brown's gas to the world. That's what I, I have to, it's lucky, you know, all the, all the weird health things and like the things that we're faced with today, like whatever it is, the challenges of wellness. It's amazing that sometimes like, you know, who charted this for me? There's a guy, Don Moxley, and he works with a, a supplement company. They're working with like spermidine and they're looking at like increases in HRV and longevity. And, and it almost mimics fasting in the body. It's really fascinating. But we looked at a death chart. Like part of his work, he was like, look at this spike here around when people learn to drive. It was like, boom, in the population, then it drops way off, right? And then we get like 65, 70, and now it's other things. It's like a a coronary event for men. So it was fascinating to look. He's like, that is driving. He's like, that's the peak that you got to be careful of because it gets a lot of people wild. Yeah, my brothers happen to be in the same grade because one got put back for a little bit, and half of their graduating class died on graduation night. They were all stuffed in a van, driving too fast, and went off the road and hit a cliff, mm. and just, just like head on, obviously driving too fast and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was terrible. But just imagine half a school class dying in one day from an automobile accident. Yeah. Yeah. Tragic. Tragic. I remember those events throughout grade school and high school that would, you know, it was always an audio auto accident. And you're like, what? Kate isn't here. And she knows she's not here in school anymore. It was just like so hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. It's a lot of power and a lot of responsibility at a young age when you don't understand the rape. Well, you feel invincible. Mm. You know, you don't have that thought. It's very true. You don't have that thought. I think that angels kept me alive. I honestly believe that uh, I, I can describe several different 
uh, situations in my life where it had to be, and I joke, obviously there was some purpose that I'm alive because uh, I think these angels turned up their eyes to God on more than one occasion with their poor sprained wings and said, uh, God, just let him come home, please just let him come home. <laughs> yeah, same. Every time I walk through all the stuff that I've been through, I'm, I'm like, it's unbelievable that I'm here and, and vibrant enough to do new work. You know, so I do like you, I feel a, a strong North compass in the direction and the responsibility. And I think the other thing I've, I feel a really strong drive is to just stay curious and to keep my integrity. And so with that, I just want to ask you, you know, again, the interesting, the way we need to, how do I want to say this? Navigate the us versus them conversation, which I, again, I don't like to build that wall that there's a left and a right. There's a Western and an Eastern or complementary, and there's emergency medicine. You know, I really want to be able to build a bridge for people to hear one another. I think that's so important. Actually, this is so funny. I have this sheet right here. This is my nonviolent communications worksheet from my beloved now ladies. So anytime we're like, I'm in conflict, I'm like, fuck you, fuck you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm feeling when I heard you say, <laughs> you know, that you don't believe me. I felt furious, horrified, and impatient because I have the need for order justice and a shared reality. Can you reflect that back to me? You know, I'm like, I got to go to the sheet and it's been so amazing, but how do we build this bridge? Like, does that resonate with you, George? Yes. I think that most allopathic doctors do not get into Western medicine. And again, I'm just putting labels on things so that people get to define because they want to hurt people. I think that they get into it for the very best of reasons. Like I do, they want people to be healthy. They want to see health around them. They care about their people. They don't get into it for money, generally speaking. They get into it because their heart and their soul wants to help people be healthy. I can't believe that any doctor, even though they may or may not make money, got into it seriously for the money. Lawyers might get into it because they like justice, but I think a lot of lawyers get into it for the money as well. Doctors, I really think that uh, they have this inside themselves. Now, over time, because of the strains and stresses, like I can't even imagine, they see people at their illest health all the time, every day. It's like policemen. They see people at their worst yeah. all the time, yeah. every day. Yeah. I can't imagine the stresses of jobs like that. So the way that the schooling has gone and been taught, like uh, anyone who studies the allopathic teaching methods have and go back into the decades can start to see where the medicine started to skew from health to uh, just mitigating symptoms mm -hmm. uh, and, and to a profit module and, and turning doctors into drug pushers instead of uh, healers. And they don't have any choice. Mm -hmm. If they try to, if they step up, they start to think about things and step up and actually try to start healing people, they actually lose their license. Yeah. They can't even do what good they do do because of this. So build a bridge. There's definitely bridges that need to be built all over the place. All lives matter. Yeah. Every life matters. We're all sparks of God. Mm. And it doesn't matter what our outside shape is. It doesn't matter if you have four legs or two. This is all life and living. And we got to build bridges everywhere. Mm -hmm. And that is a wonderful sheet that you've got there. If that's the kind of thing that was being taught in school, how to manage money, how to manage emotions, all of these things that hmm. 
they're just trying to turn out robots that can just do enough to be hired by people. And that's just not right. Yeah. We got a lot of work to do. Yeah. I just pulled it up in Forbes. It's it's 47% of the U.S. healthcare force intends to leave their positions by 2025. Because I, and listen, I, I have so many friends that are wonderful doctors, ER doctors, you know, they work in the NICU on the floors of the hospital in my hometown, and they're just absolutely exhausted. And I think that, you know, just let's just talk about one solution. It's like, give people more energy, allow people to feel like they can deal with these problems. Right. And so that is a program to manage your mental, emotional health might be feelings and needs. Nonviolent communication might be meditation might be like, you know, we examine this idea of a clean diet and breath work and clean air. And then, but I also think we're in a situation where we need some heavy lifting. We need the plow. And that's what I, I refer to things like PE meth and red light therapy and Brown's gas as the plow, like use yeah. technology that's available to do some of the heavy lifting. And it's like, man, there's an option for you that doesn't really like in this instance, we don't have risk to try. I mean, if everybody feels great, you have no aches, you have no pains, your life's great, then don't worry about it. You know, skip it, go on to the next thing. But this seems like a really good one. Yes. A and, really good we one. have to integrate as well. Humans are social creatures. Mm-hmm. And so even when you're feeling really good, spread that around. Help others. Mm-hmm. And your life will be enhanced in ways that you can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what would be a cool study is if we hijacked a nursing home. If we hijacked... Did you remember the movie Cocoon? <laughs> Yes. Yes. (laughs) It'd be cool to just to see, you know, you just see, you know, everybody gets 30 minutes, 15 minutes of of rounds gas a day. And we could just have no, we don't tell anybody. Look what they did in the pool. The pool. (laughs) They did in the pool. pool. (laughs) They put the alien eggs in the pool. That's right. We just, oh my God, that's brilliant. Yeah. We just got to, we got to get the right pool. Oh my God. That would be so fun. And then we just videotape the interactions when families visit. Yes. Yeah. Cool. George, let's shut it down there. We're going to do a special coupon for the audience. Beautifully Broken is going to get people a discount on a device. What does a device cost? The device is normally $2,500. Yep. So this will take $500 off, 20% discount. It's $2,499. Just you can do the math. Yep. And so Beautifully Broken, all one word, no space. And you just go to eagle-research.life. So eagle like the bird, E-A-G-L-E and then dash mark research dot L-I-F-E. And my regular website has my fuel savers and alternative energy and all that kind of stuff. But the dot eagle hyphen research dot life website is pretty much just the Browns gas. I kind of separated things out and the AquaCure. And then when you have examined enough and uh, feel comfortable and click on you want to buy the AquaCure, it'll take you back to the dot com website where you can actually purchase the AquaCure. Great. And so beautifully broken. Beautifully broken. We'll put that's all. Do we did all caps? It doesn't matter whether it's first caps, all caps, great case. Not matter. cap sensitive. So we'll put that in the link. We'll put the link to all the relative sites in the show notes. And then we'll swing around for round two. And I'll, I'm going to work. I want to do some scar work. It's going to be beautiful. Cool. George, thank you so much for doing this awesome interview. I had so much fun. I feel like, yeah, it's just not work. <laughs> when you get to have these fun conversations. It is. And I love Beautifully Broken. It's a well thought out concept. It helps people realize there's something on the other side. Mm -hmm. 
hundred percent. Yeah. And whether that's the person dealing with a chronic illness or that's the caretaker equally as important as we've touched on here today and, and equally beautiful. I celebrate the work you're doing. I know there's so much more again, like we didn't even get on deuterium depleted water. We didn't talk about the ability to change the world through fuel saving or different alloys, applications of brown gas. So we'll swing around for round two and we'll do some scar tissue and all those things on the next round. Have a beautiful day, George. You too. Team, thank you for creating a wave of momentum that is driving season five of the Beautifully Broken podcast. My heart thanks you for tuning in. And if you enjoyed today's show, head over to Apple Podcasts and now Spotify. Spotify is new and you can leave a review. Five stars if you loved it. And before you go, I have something really important I need to offer. There are two ways we can build this relationship. The first is to join my membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Freddie Set Go. You get early access to all the podcasts, bonus episodes, discounted consults, and free webinars covering all the wellness technologies. The second is to support beautifullybroken.world. That's right. I have a brand new website and new store, beautifullybroken.world. Listed on here are all the wellness tools, supplements, educational courses, and products that I absolutely love. Most of them offer significant discounts by clicking the link or using the code. Please know that they don't cost you anything extra. And at the same time, they do support the podcast through affiliations. What? What's that? I just got a message from my lawyers, my internet team of lawyers. They wanted me to tell you that the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only. By listening, you agree not to use the information found here as medical advice. Do you agree? Yes, you agree. To treat any medical condition in yourself or others, always consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Finally, our closing. The world is changing. We need you at your very best. So always take the steps to be upgrading your energy, your mindset, and your heart. Remember, while life is pain, putting the fractured pieces back together is a beautiful process. I love you. I'm your host, Freddie Kimmel.